Check, mic check. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. In the process, writing a story. I'm your host, Connor Kamineski. This is just the show where we're going to come on every week and talk about what's going through my mind, uh, whether it be about the brand kingdom, uh, just other random thoughts that I've been thinking about, and or do some interviews with some athletes, entrepreneurs, and artists. We will uh, talk about their story, how they got to where they are today, their come up, the adversity they faced, and all that. Um, so this week we do have a very special guest. He is a Stanley Cup champion. He is a ultimate competitor. He works hard all the time. He, Colton Pareko, so defenseman number 55 for the St. Louis Blues. He has been a friend of mine, my neighbor growing up for a long time. Uh, I really appreciate everything he did for me when I was a kid um, with hockey and, and all that. I definitely looked at him as a role model and still continue to do so. So I'm very grateful for the opportunity I've been given to live next door to him and see him grow up and, and him see me grow up and, and all that. So definitely feels a little bit special. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you guys to Colin Pareko. I appreciate you coming on, Colton. Uh, I'm grateful that you gave me your time and, and are letting me do this with you. I appreciate it. So really what I just kind of wanted to start off with is say congratulations on getting the A this year. Uh, I know that's a big step for your career and, and what you've been doing and how hard you've worked. So I know you deserve the the recognition. So I'm, I'm happy you got the A on the jersey this year. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, It's been fun. It's been quite the ride for sure from growing up and playing street hockey together. So we uh, it's it's been fun, but uh, obviously it's uh, pretty cool to get that recognition and this is my sixth year in the league and it's it's going by really way too quick but um yeah trying to have fun fun with it along the way and just enjoy my time but uh, obviously to be kind of recognized like that by my team and, and this organization is is pretty cool and it's exciting yeah i'm glad uh i'm glad you you're enjoying yourself and you're having fun uh obviously been through a lot and, and really kind of what i wanted to begin with is is your career in kind of st albert here growing up you played obviously raiders st albert triple a and then you moved forward to rem triple a and then you went over and got cut from midget triple a and i kind of wanted to hear your story on on the adversity there and really kind of what your mind was kind of going through in that point and then when you wanted went into double a what you kind of what your plans were from there yeah for sure so yeah i grew up in st albert obviously like you mentioned and played my whole minor hockey system uh there and i uh this went and played after Bantam AAA, went and played for M15 AAA in St. Albert, uh, as you mentioned, and then <clears throat> went into AA. And obviously, you kind of touched on it. It was maybe a little adversity for me in the sense of like you, you want to play in the best league at the time. And I had a lot of friends that I was going to school with and stuff like that, and that you've just played with throughout the years that kind of made AAA. So obviously, it's one of those things where you want to continue to play with them and obviously be be with them. But you still have a lot of friends that that are in AA and. Um, that kind of will be there no matter what. I think that's a cool thing about hockey is whatever team you're on, you always have, you're always a close group usually. And some of those, those friends from those years are, are my best friends. So uh, it all works out, but no, my mind is just, 
in that time, obviously, just to have fun and enjoy my time at the rink. I think that's kind of was actually nice for myself to be put there. It was it was a little adversity to get better, to continue to grow my game, and just went through a big growth spurt. So I had I needed some time to obviously get accustomed to my body. Uh, I think it was like six inches in one summer. So just make sure that I yeah. kind of caught up to my body and I could kind of just figure out how, how the skating and kind of how to use my stick and stuff at such a big big size because it's it's a lot of a lot of change there so it was kind of a blessing in disguise where i got to work on that in midget double a and um a little adversity never hurts because once you kind of push through it it just makes you stronger so just stuck yeah. with it um i think it really made me appreciate the game too a lot more i, I came to the rink more um wanting to have fun and enjoy the time with with my teammates and you uh before i was really really serious and um it's just a little different that uh, i kind of approach the game uh, differently now just with that too yeah yeah i mean i think that's the thing with a lot of hockey players too especially even when i was growing up playing hockey it was you wanted to play in the best league and and play triple a and and have that raiders hoodie and stuff like that and then whenever you got cut or anything it definitely hurts your confidence a little bit but as you said you kept pushing it and then pushed your way to the aj and ended up playing for fort mac for two years and and you really kind of strived there and proved yourself there when you were playing in, in fort mac did you kind of know you were being scouted by st louis or anything like that and know that they were really interested in you or anything like that uh kind of not really kind of funny story i only really did had went to one lunch with them uh before before the draft so i kind of was a little caught off guard when they called me and they said that they drafted me because i only really talked to them maybe once on the phone and once in person before the draft so uh, i was talking to a few other teams as well but i talked to them a few more times so it kind of i don't know if caught off guard is the right word it just uh i wasn't expecting expecting that i guess just didn't seem like they were too call. i thought the process would be more like the talk to you a little bit more and um obviously for me in that situation i'm just excited that i'm talking to the nhl team so i didn't really know how the process went i guess yeah just kind of went through it and i knew uh teams were watching because you try to talk to nhl teams after the games or whatever so you knew teams were watching but i didn't think that they were watching that close nice yeah i, I mean i remember going to watch a couple games too as well and i remember i went down low one game and I, i'm pretty sure it was the alaska fairbanks scout or, or whatever they're talking to you and i remember watching him and then we talked a little bit about it after the game and I asked who he was and stuff. So I'm, I'm glad you, you experienced that. And it's weird because you say you've only talked to these guys one time before you, they drafted you or twice and they must have seen something they really liked and I I could see it as well you're you're very well spoken you're a good guy you never have really done anything wrong to me or, or the community or anything like that you always put yourself in a good position to succeed and to be the best possible human you could be so I look up to that and I respect that from you so I, I'm I'm grateful that you push yourself into those limits and that you know that if this only team talks to you one time that you can push yourself to keep going and get other teams in and and hopefully be the best person and player you could possibly be and then st louis saw something out of you that that they liked with only talking to you twice so i can i can relate to that and talking to you twice or one time whenever i was a young kid i, I looked up to that and i realized you were a good guy back then so yeah I, I mean going forward you went to alaska after that uh after your years in fort mac you played three years there and then you kind of went to the nhl after that and played two seasons in your first season you had 33 points in your second season you had 35 and and then kind of with bomeister and petrangelo there both 
veteran defenseman and, and lots of experience in the league. When you got into St. Louis, what did they kind of tell you or what did they do to kind of push you over that next level and help you kind of get to the level that you are today? Yeah, those, those two are obviously huge mentors to me. I think I, I've been really lucky with coming to St. Louis. And even my first year I got here, we had such a good team. We made to the semifinals of, of the Stanley Cup. And yeah. being in the final four was exciting and kind of gives you the itch. But just with that being said, we had a really good team. We had a lot of good veterans that kind of would, would help you along the way, would guide you. So just kind of to have those guys to lean on uh, was a huge help in, in my first season. And then um, they, they're just there to help too, which is the coolest part. They weren't trying to help themselves or anything. They were, they were the type of teammates where um, they're trying to help the others around them. And I thought that that was really cool to be able to come to a team like that. And um, just felt, felt like they, they opened me with open arms and um, like I said, to do anything to help. So I, uh, it was really cool to have that feeling. I mean, I don't know if it's like that everywhere else. Obviously I only know St. Louis. I've been here my whole career. So yeah. Um, I just know from from my experience, I couldn't have uh, asked for a better one as as far as my first couple of years in the league of the guys that I got to play around, the guys that I got to learn from. Some of those guys have, have done it all. You got Bo Meester, who's won the gold in the World Juniors. He's won uh, gold in the Olympics. He's won the Stanley Cup now, and he's kind of seen it all. He's done it all. So to be able to play and learn from a guy of that caliber, and you, you touched on Petrangelo. We all know how good of a player he is and um, what he brings to a team. So it was huge to, uh, to have those guys and just to lean on them and to learn from them. And, uh, I learned so much. So I, uh, I'm grateful for that. And I, uh, just try to bring now forward what they've taught to me and I'm trying to pass it on. I'm kind of taking on a, yeah. a veteran role, a leadership role that I can hopefully do that. Now it's my job to, uh, help out the new guys coming in, help out uh, anyone that kind of needs guidance and hopefully, uh, put them in the right direction. Yeah. I, I mean, exactly what you said. You, you've kind of taken on their role now and you're, you're the veteran in the room and on the, on the point now for St. Louis and you deserve it, right? You're, you're a high caliber defenseman who can do a lot out there and, and you definitely have the leadership roles that you can push players to get the best out of them. And, and whenever the team's down or anything, and I know you guys just had a rough game uh, this past, this past game. So I know you probably were in there just trying to lift your head lift guys heads up and and really push guys to it's only one game and push them to be better the next day and keep going forward and going forward with that after your second season you played in the world cup on team north america you guys ended up missing the playoffs there and then you went to the world championship and you guys got silver so really what did those kind of games and and that level there by missing the playoffs with team north america and then losing in the gold medal game in the world championship to going the next season to being in last place and then winning the stanley cup that season what did those two games or or playing in those and facing that adversity did any of that really help you get on on your path to the stanley cup by i get you know what i'm saying like by losing those two big games and, and stuff like that did any of that help you in the regular season and in the playoffs really tie everything together and take some pressure off yourself maybe a little bit i think the biggest thing kind of when you play in those tournaments especially the team north america when we we had such a good team you kind of look at the team that we had on paper and uh, obviously when you when you lose it's frustrating but it's one of those things where you can't take anything for granted of whoever's on your team and uh, i want to say it kind of was the same thing 2018 2019 year when we won the stanley cup we were in last place but we made some good trades and got got some new players over that offseason and um after that we kind of 
knew that we had an unbelievable team on paper and we kind of had the mindset that since we had such a good team on paper, we might just go out there and play and we're going to win. But uh, obviously we we learned really quickly that, that that's not the way to win and that's not how you win in this league. So as soon as we kind of all bought in together, we had the different mentality of coming to the rink, expecting to win instead of wanting to win and thinking that we're going to win. We we expected to win every night and if we lost, we, we didn't let it phase us. We just flipped the page and and uh, just moved on to the next one because at that point in the season, there was no time to uh, to look back on the losses. It's one of those things where you look back at what you learned from a loss and move on and make sure it doesn't happen again. So we definitely had a new swagger the second half of the, of the season when we when we put together a little bit of a win streak there over Christmas, 10 or 11 games, I believe. And from there on out, we didn't we didn't look back. So um, it was definitely exciting. I think that you learned that through the tournaments and stuff like that, that even if you have a really good team, you still got to go out there and play and uh, everybody's got to be a team together and make it happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think with you guys, you guys really ran the table and said, we got to change it. We got to turn things around. And I remember talking to Connor too. Uh, and we were talking and he was just like, ah, they're, they're going to turn it around. Like they're going to become good. And I remember on January 3rd, you guys were at the bottom of the the standings. And I was just, it's demoralizing as a fan. Cause you're just, you want you to your team to succeed. And especially someone that, you know, on the team, you want them to be be on a good team and and play well and win a Stanley Cup. So when you guys changed it around and and ended up going all the way, we uh, we were definitely stoked and pretty happy for you. So I mean, what what was kind of the room like on January third when you guys were in last place? What what was the team saying to you? What was the coach kind of? What was the mindset shift? What really changed the gears in the room to really get you guys to that next step? I just think we were frustrated. I think we. We understood how good we could be when we put everything together and when we're a team. So I think we were just all kind of frustrated as a team to be where we were in the things and we were kind of lost at, at why. And I think once we figured out that we just got to work together as a team and everybody's pushing in the same direction as a team, we're pretty much unstoppable that year. And uh, we learned that kind of throughout the second half. And after we, we kind of pushed in the same direction, it's it's a powerful thing. And I, I believe in there could be a better team on paper, but um, it's more about uh, a team being a team uh, in the end. So I think that we just came together helped each other out through the tough times uh it was cool to see that nobody obviously gave up on the season at that point and that was uh was also good but once you kind of put together a streak i kind of like us touched on earlier i think we did 11 game win streak you you just come with a different mentality of yeah of uh coming to the rink every day uh, obviously you're having a lot more fun when you're winning everybody's a little more looser um things like that so just coming to the rink was was a lot better and when you have that everybody starts to have a little bit better mojo and everybody was kind of doing their job everybody accepted their role uh, i think that, that was a big thing and nobody was uh selfish of where where they were in the lineup or or what they uh i guess if you want to say what they usually bring to the table they they might have to change their role and everybody accepted it and i think that that was uh huge for us yeah yeah i've always been curious on what it was kind of like there and and I remember when you guys went on that 11 game win streak as well. And it definitely everybody on the team probably was just more happy and yeah, and accepted their role. And I agree whenever you're, you may be a stack team on paper and, and have all the right guys there. But if you if you're not playing as a team and really put your heart into it, then stuff can go sideways fast and, and it definitely can end badly. So I'm uh, it, it's good to hear that you guys all were able to just kind of come together and say, hey, boys, we need we need to play as a team and really put true heart into it and and battle together like go to war together and not face it against each other 
really just yeah, play exactly. as a team and be together. So it wasn't that we weren't trying to be a team or we weren't together all the time. It was more of the sense of just the way that we approached games, just kind of going in and expecting to win. And yeah, instead of kind of hoping to win, I think that was a big thing. Obviously you want to go out there and win every game, but um, I think our work ethic obviously picked up a lot. I and mean, just the way that we, we approach the game, we, we had a system and it's obviously no secret that we're, we're a team that plays down low. We, we cycle pucks. We, we have a lot of ozone possession and stuff like that. So when you have that, it's tough to play against as opposing teams. Teams. And once we realized that's that's really effective uh, and tough to play against, that also helped us out a ton too. So kind of a combination of just having a really good team, a lot of good good teammates in the room, things like that, that kind of all, all came together to make it uh, a lot of fun. And obviously a Stanley Cup champion team, which uh, will never be forgettable. Yeah, got yourself a ring there. So I'm curious to know, throughout your whole hockey career, what was kind of the biggest moment of adversity for you and conflict that you really had to kind of get over it and really just kind of put your head down and, and say, I got to get to work and push yourself to get to that next level. Do you, do you have any idea what, what kind of moment that was and really what, what shifted your mindset? Not overly. I mean, you could, I guess, easily say, uh, t- like we touched on earlier, how I had a lot of friends playing in the best league. A lot of my friends were in the WHL when I was playing in midget double and yeah. Um, obviously it's it's not fun when you when you want to be playing with them and you want to be in the best league it, it was like the nhl basically to me back then so i was uh, obviously happy for my friends but you want to be teammates with them or at least playing against them in the same league so um obviously makes you want to push and get better and makes you want to make make the next step but i think the biggest thing for me is i was just i didn't really look at the nhl i as a big focus after that i kind of was more or less focused on taking each step at a time you can't just make one big big leapfrog leapfrog jump to the nhl you got to go through junior you got to go through college and then you got to still make the nhl nhl uh team so uh in midget double a i think my focus was just to try to get a tryout with the junior a team and once you get a tryout just try to make the team have a really good camp and that ended up happening and after i did that my goal was just to focus on my time there focus on getting better what did i need to improve on to to make it to college because that was the next step so i think the biggest thing for me was just focusing on each step of the way instead of looking at the big picture because obviously the big picture is is the big picture for every kid playing hockey essentially making the nhl and winning the stanley cup but for me it was one of those things where i had to step back and just focus on the small steps which uh, which really helped me. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because obviously for me with this podcast and the brand that I'm beginning to start, it's you got to look at the small steps and obviously the big picture is in your mind, but it takes the steps to get there. So uh, I, I'm glad you referred back to that. And I'm sure for the kids that are going to be listening to this, that play hockey and Bantam or Midget or whatever, they're going to look at that and see that as motivation that even if you get cut from Midget AAA or don't make the WHL or don't get drafted to the dub or whatever it may be that you you kind of just have to look at it in the in the small picture and, and just take the necessary steps to get to that next level and go from there right so 100 i think the biggest thing too is i mean it's it was tough to see your friends and whatnot get drafted but you got to remember that those are some of your biggest years for for development as well so take those as as years to develop even if you don't get drafted to the whl and just improve because i feel like those are are really big years when you you start to learn the game more you start to understand a lot more and uh, a lot of the game will start to come together for you as a player and kind of how you think the game and see the game so use that as motivation just continue to to develop 
yourself because like I said, those are for me personally were my biggest developing years um, for my career. And those are the times where I focus on it the most. So uh, obviously it was beneficial. Yeah. Um, my last question for you, and then I'll let you go is really who, who in your whole life has really been your inspiration and, and who's really pushed you the farthest, whether it be yourself, your dad, or, or your mom, like who, who has really put a grain of salt in your, in your brain that has made you want to go farther and farther in your career. Well, I think the biggest thing was playing road hockey with the kid across the street. It was tough to play against. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that, that was you. Uh, yeah. We had some good times out on out on the street. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of hours we spent, obviously, having fun out there. But I got to yeah. say my family, for sure. Obviously, my parents were, were always behind me and my, my siblings were always behind me and always had my support. It's not easy to, to move away and when you're young and go to junior and then move away to the U S for college. And then uh, now I've been here for six years. It's I've been away from home for, for a lot of years. It's been 11 years now and that's a lot of sacrifice, but they're always with me every step of the way there, no matter if it's, if it's good, the positive, they're excited and they're celebrating with me. But if it's negative, they're also there with me to, to help pick me up and make sure that I'm, I'm the best I can be. So family's huge. Obviously my, my grandparents uh, throughout my my career and even just in minor hockey as well have been a huge help taking me to games taking me to tournaments and stuff like that too so i guess i'm going to simplify this answer and just say my family but yeah i guess you could also give a lot of credit to a lot of the players i got to play with and coaches and just that uh have guided me along the way so it's it's just one big i guess roller coaster ride and uh it's it's good to have the family members there to to keep you uh, even keeled and keep you on the on the straight tracks and pointing forward yeah yeah i mean definitely if, if your family can believe in you and, and definitely pushes you to keep going forward and, and helps you along the way obviously that's that's a positive right i mean if your family doubted you and and didn't want you to move or anything like that then we probably wouldn't be here right now so i'm exactly. glad they glad they pushed you and supported you along the way and uh again I'm, I'm grateful for you coming on colton and and giving me the time for this phone call and and to answer a couple of questions so i really appreciate it man and uh look forward to watching you this season hopefully you can bring home another stanley cup to st albert so <laughs> yeah no thanks for having me on i really appreciate it it was, it was fun today and yeah uh, good luck with the podcast good luck with the the new company too uh, thank you forward to, i'm gonna have to get some some stuff to yeah to wear i'll definitely now, uh, sure. i'll definitely <laughs> send you some pictures and and definitely send Perfect. you some I'll, some I'll merch a couple so orders. i appreciate it man thanks again Good. not a problem thank you have a great day yeah you as well thank you everybody get your motherfucking roll on i know shorty and she doesn't want no slow song had a man last year life goes on haven't let the thing lose girl it's so long you been inside know you like to lay low i've been people what you bring into the table working hard and there it is, everyone, the third episode of In the Process, Writing a Story. That was Colton Pareko. I'm definitely grateful you guys got to hear that interview, everything he had to say and all of that. He's definitely been through a lot, especially the year that they won the Stanley Cup and all that. So definitely grateful that you guys got to hear that. Definitely grateful I got to hear that. And I appreciate him coming on um, a lot. He is definitely on a busy schedule and definitely has doesn't have a lot of free time on his hands. So I'm I'm grateful he gave me the time and decided to come on. So next week we will also have a very special guest. Um, he's a NHL player as well. He works hard. He's definitely battled to get where he is today. He's definitely faced a lot of criticism, and uh, I'm excited for you guys to hear his conversation how he got to where he is today and definitely his story so yeah i uh 
as well, I am looking forward to getting into the podcast where I can come on solo and just talk about what I've been thinking and all that. So again, I appreciate your guys' support. Continue to make this world your kingdom and uh, continue to keep your head straight, focus on your goals, battle through it. There you guys go. Uh, That is the end of episode three in the process, writing a story. I'm your host, Connor Kamineski. Thank you guys. Goodbye.